You are now tuned into the tribe. Very sharp, passionate review of music and give you opinions you didn't ask for. I'm one of your co-hosts, DJ, joined by my fellow co-hosts and homies, Denzel and Marone. Make sure to follow the tempo of our show today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the tribe. Whew. It's been a marathon, for real. It's been a long-ass year. It's been a long-ass season, but we've been real consistent, trying to stay on top of it. It's our season finale, and today we'll just mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. shooting the shit and talking about the state of the music industry and uh, our favorite songs and albums that have been released this year. But uh, before that, I want to introduce ourselves. I'll be leading today's discussion. I'm your co-host, Dylan, a.k.a. DJ, and I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts. Hey, it's Denzel. How's everyone doing? It's always sorry, that it's all, sorry, pause. bro. I was expecting Maron to always catch each other. Like, right, who's right. gonna go yeah. first? Denzel's Denzel's camera on my my feet is like really fuzzy, so I couldn't tell what his face facial features were. Yo, what's good, y'all? This is Maron, man, and I am so tired of explaining what anti-Semitism is. So, hey, Ooh, what the hell, yeah, what a segue into what uh, Kanye West, aka or formerly known as Kanye West, he, he is now called Yay, mm-hmm. has uh, really been going through it. And I just want to go on a little bit of a tangent. I'm not mad at him per se, because we all know what the man is going through mentally. And just just because you have these mental problems doesn't uh, exclude you from making anti-Semitic comments, mm-hmm. making racist comments or racist gestures with the, you know, the White Lives Matter thing at his easy show. And just going on and saying like real reckless shit like, you know, the George Floyd thing, I don't even want to. Yeah. I don't even want to repeat that, but mm-hmm. yeah. So, and it's just like I'm trying to avoid all this because I know the man needs help, and I know that you know we shouldn't be giving attention to this, but because mm-hmm. he has such a, I mean, he has such a large influence in pop culture, not just music or fashion, just pop culture in general. It's something you can't avoid, and I just want to say, please get some help, yay! Just please get some help. R- get rid of all the yes men in your circle. Just get some help. I'm not saying you should get off social media. I'm not saying I'm not trying to control you. I'm just saying you need some help. I'm tired of, I'm tired of people enabling this man. I'm just tired. Exactly. The floor floor is y'all. The floor is y'all's. Denzel, I have a lot to say, so I'll let you go. Well, perfectly said Dylan. And you know, I'm the same way right now. I'm in the same state where as someone who is a big Kanye West fan of, of the music, you know, seeing him go through these changes mentally over the last couple of years, especially, it, it just makes me sad. Like, it makes me really sad that he's going through it. And it, it's like a complete 180 from how he was from about, like, 05 to now. It's since the death of his mother, he's just been, like, on this total decline, saying things he shouldn't be saying, things to where people are just like, what are you saying? And people are just welcoming it as, oh, that's just yay. Like, and that shouldn't be okay in any sense of the word. Obviously, I'm not excluding the comments he's made because he said them, and that's that's in- inexcusable. But I do believe he does need to just drop the yes man, get a therapist, and actually like be in therapy because now he has kids. I mean, he has kids like he needs to take care of. He can't be just acting like this because that's that's creating that divide, you know. And yeah, having custody battles. Yeah, I agree with you, Denzel. Um, just a few things. Uh, so lately, so so Dylan has alluded. He's been on a couple shows saying things that are a little out of pocket. Um, he's been on Tucker Cuomo. 
and drink champs. I just want to say that on the point of drink champs, I'll, I'll try to make this brief, man. Drink champs is a great example of men not holding other men accountable. Right. And it was one of the most embarrassing displays I've ever seen. Um, you, if okay, to address the issue of what is considered anti-Semitic, anti-Semitism is just anything that is casting a wide net over all those people who are identified as Jewish. And just because you believe in black Israelite bullshit does not make you Jewish, by the way. So just think about that. And um, besides all that, to address what he's saying about Jewish people or the Jews, quote unquote, controlling media, there is a disproportionate amount of people who are of Jewish descent that are in Hollywood, that are in business, that are in law, that control a lot of that, the media stuff. They don't, they don't control, they, but they are part of the media stuff like that. But they don't work as a conglomerate. They're not a mob that is working based on the Jewish faith to discriminate against one person or another to dominate. That's an old, it's an old, uh, what do you call it? Right wing talking point. So it's a white supremacist talking point. So he's just taking on that. And the reason he's taking on that is because he wanted to buy parlor because he's getting financed by Candace Owens as me and Dylan were talking about earlier. So all that stuff's important, important to know. Also, everything's based on personal vendettas. He's always been calling out people by their personal, like individuals by their names, like Lizzo's Did trainer. He? Diddy, like mm -hmm. random people who happen to be Jewish, but he has to make it all look like a conspiracy, which you can say it's mental health shit. But I, first of all, it's just personal shit. He just wants to be more of a billionaire. He wants to own everything. That's mm -hmm. what it is. So whenever he tries to make it a larger issue about black people, like black people need to own this, black people need to have this, he's saying it to disguise his own personal gains. Mm -hmm. So I think as a people, we should stop trying to give an excuse. It's him and Chris Brown. They get the most, you know what I'm saying, passes. Why? Yeah, the manager's Chris not going to be having all these trays for this. Fuck Chris Brown. Fuck this guy. They don't, we don't owe them anything, man. Like, they're adults. You know what I mean? So they don't deserve shit, and that's it. Yeah, Breezy and him. And uh, what do you call it? The last thing I want to say is, I think was really interesting, is that um, when he was on Drink Champs, he tried to say something about, um, I want to make Jewish kids go up to their parents and be like, Daddy, why did we do this to Kanye? Why is Kanye mad, Dad? And- there were some interesting like um radical uh like leftist dudes who I listened to where they're like, this is an excellent point to get the youth to be mad at their parents is a good way to like deconstruct white supremacy. And they're like, maybe we could weaponize that. But Kanye West is not doing that. It was a way to be like, why can't we guilt white people into feeling, you know, making the parents feel bad? I know Denzel, I know. He's doing it as a way, like, why can't we make Kanye West feel better? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's just doing yeah. it in his own personal oh game. That's God. it. That's all I have to say. So I'm done. I'm done with this. <laughs> Man, Marone, you had a lot to say for someone that wanted <laughs> to avoid the top oh, This man took notes. This man took <laughs> notes. Because no, because last week I was like, I don't want to talk about this. I was in control. This week Dylan's in control, and I know Dylan wants to at least mention it because he's a good podcast host. He has to. He knows Aww. he has to mention. I, it. I appreciate that. So I'm done. Thank you. Please All insert right. the ah <laughs> sound effect. Aww. Aww. Hilarious. Hilarious. Well, I appreciate the diatribe. I appreciate the tangent. So, yeah, we'll just go on that. Please get some help. Yeah. All right. Uh, on to more uh, positive news. Megan The Stallion uh, just hosted SNL and hosted and performed in SNL, which is, you know, mm -hmm. really big. That's that's a big honor. And during her performance where she performed Anxiety, which is one of my favorite songs off of Trauma Scene. We're going to talk about that album later in our discussion. She uh, she was, you know, she plugged her uh, website. I mean, she didn't talk about the website, but in her chorus, she says, you know, bad bitches have bad days, too, which is a website that uh, allows people to uh, access free therapy organizations, crisis hotlines and organizations that support vulnerable populations. So in a world of uh, yays and 
Chris Breezy's be a Mick the Stallion, please. Cosign. Yeah, he she's been through a lot for sure. Like it's really yeah. surprising. Like the, it just shows like the resilience of that woman, man. Like she's mm-hmm. pretty young. I think she's maybe around your guys' age, a little bit younger. Twenty seven, yeah. Twenty seven, right? She just got her degree, finishing school, getting shot by short terrorists, and then like walking it off, literally walking it off. Like she's she's an icon for sure. So she's very strong. Think. During her performance uh, on the second verse, uh, it's a uh, it's pretty much like a letter to her mom. She's like, oh, if my yeah. mom was alive this these things i would say to her and she was about to break down in that moment while she was performing but still caught the strength to finish off that verse finish off the song in just like an amazing fashion so yeah she's a phenomenal artist and slowly becoming a really i i, I guess i would say she she's really she's starting to put her foot into the uh the movie and TV show industry mm-hmm. as well, you know, mm-hmm. with her hosting SNL, she was just on She-Hulk and yeah, there's was. rumors, which I think these are more concrete, but uh, she's probably going to be casted in uh stranger things, the, the part two of the last oh, really? season as a guest. Uh, yes. What is she going to, is she, who's she, who's she about to date Lucas? Like, who's she about to date? <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's about to twerk, right? She's about hey, to yo, twerk on the show. So she's about to do something. Me. Yeah, she had to twerk. She's gonna twerk with eleven. She twerked in with She Hulk. That was a beautiful scene. But yeah, Meg the Stallion. Uh, um, props. Yeah, we're giving you your flowers tonight. So I forget Meg. Now Meg the Stallion's a Marvel character. From gracious female rapper to uh, weird female rappers and you weird. <laughs> <laughs> Nicki Minaj has been in the news. The latest to lash out at the Grammys for. Uh, placing her uh, popular single "Super Freaky Girl," which I only listened to it once, and that was enough for me. That shit is a, a two pack of ass. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it was supposed to be rap. Yeah, it sounds like a pop song, mm. and to me, it was rightly placed in the pop category. Now she mm-hmm. started lashing out on Twitter, saying that, "Oh, why is Super Freaky Girl considered pop?" When a song like Big Energy, made by Lotto, Um. which got nominated for Best Rap Song at the Grammys, why is that in rap? And that sounds like a pop song, too. Which, I listen to Big Energy, it it sounds like a rap song. Because he's actually rapping on the song. Lotto is. Nikki is not, she's rapping, but not really. It's more like of like a pop rap thing, so she ain't, oh, she ain't about to get me riled up. But uh, l- l- let me finish real quick, Maron. So she, so you know, she tweeted that, and then Lotto caught that, and she's like, apparently they were having beef behind the scenes, and it never spilled out into the TL. But now yeah. after that, then Lotto's like, okay, like this bitch got me fucked up. So now you know they started going back and forth. Both of them started pulling out DMs and whatnot. So yeah, it shit just went left. But yeah, the go hell? ahead. The floor is y'all's. Run, yeah, I was go gonna. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna ask. Wait, so, so actually, I don't think I've ever. I, I don't. I don't even know if I've heard "Super Freaky Girl." So you're saying that it should be a pop song, in your opinion? In my opinion, it sounds like a pop song. It's a rapper releasing what she thinks is a rap song. Mm. She raps on it, but it's more of like a pop rap type of feel. So for me, if it's in the pop category, I'm not gonna be mad at it. If it's in the rap category, I'm not gonna be mad at it. Compared so. to Doja Cat, what do you think? Oh, that's because Doja's point. pop to me. Yeah, those just pop. Yeah, so then pop. Yeah, then if you would, if you put that, yeah, pop. I would say okay. pop then. 
So that makes sense. Thank you for that clarification. I was just going to say she was also beefing with, um, I don't know how far in the rabbit hole you guys have gone, but like there's like Cardi B involved. Everybody. Everybody's involved. Okay. Meg, yeah. Uh, Meg Young too. Miami or JT. I think JT was involved. JT. Mm. Yeah. JT as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like Twitter, it's all about some like p- people changing their Twitter profile pictures or backgrounds and things like that. And like just subtle things here and there. Very weird. Very weird. F- fun to watch, but <laughs> I guess get your popcorn out. I don't know. Denzel, you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, so with the on Twitter when they're changing the profile, what is that? They're just changing to each other, or because there's two camps. Dylan, you, you can anytime. You oh, the pop it. versus oh, rap no, camp. I, I don't. I don't really know this part. Oh, okay. Yep. There's there's two camps. There's Cardi B and there's Nicki Minaj, and they've had like proxy wars using like JT and Lotto and stuff like. Dude, look into it. It's fucking crazy. But all I know is that that's been going off, and then Nicki, which is like, fuck it, I'm on the timeline, and then Lotto's like, I was trying to be peaceful, and then now they're just all beefing, whatever, whatever. But I just found it's, it really funny that. Somehow Cardi was involved, just in the background. <laughs> She's really raising a child. I barely got wind of this, like when I was looking at it on Twitter. So I'm, I'm just like, why, why are we beefing over this? It's not a big deal. It's, it's just Nikki being weird for me. Is it, it also stems from maybe like, maybe an insecurity that, you know, the way she got popular isn't the way that, you know, the more, how do you say, it? Uh, I guess like the female rappers that are getting more play in terms of. They got big off actually rapping. Where Nicki, like her more popular, her her first popular songs were pop, Starships. Uh, what was that? Super Bass. Even though she was rapping on that song, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a pop feel. So I feel like there may be some like insecurity or jealousy from that. Okay, Queen stands don't don't come for me. Oh, here <laughs> this they is come. Just, this is just my opinion because I know y'all are out there. But yeah, I feel like that's just probably where it's where it stems from. So yeah, but the, I think she bu- she shouldn't yeah. have to like one one quick thing she shouldn't have to feel like that because she is really successful in her career. So yeah, I mean, but she, I think every barb will tell you that like she she I mean I, f- I thought she had those Pink Fridays or whatever. Like she is known she was known for a being a rapper. She happened to have big pop tracks, but like she made her bones as a young money like queen. Yeah, young money. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I feel like her rap her rap. Well, credentials was in like in question so i don't know what the difference is between how she got big versus like i don't see any difference between how she got big and how lotto got big except lotto mm-hmm. doesn't have the conglomerate of the young money behind her she doesn't have the machine if anything yeah. now it's yeah so i guess you're right maybe it's just like easier for individuals to get big now she doesn't have to co-sign like creepy dudes around her like yeah. whatever yeah that might be it i don't know yeah. interesting yeah all right well Enough of that. I want to encourage everyone listening to go out and vote. Early vo- voting will be starting very, very soon. I believe it's the 24th for Texas. Yes. Yes. So I'm sure yeah. most of our listeners are from Texas, maybe some from Missouri. So, gang. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, please gang, gang. go out and vote because uh, I'm looking at this uh, debate <laughs> cycle. I was looking at, uh, what's her name? Um, Stacy Abrams. Abrams, thank you. I was about to say Adams. <laughs> Stacy Abrams and her debate with uh I think it was Brian Kemp. That was uh <laughs> Yeah, please vote for Stacy Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> Georgians, please vote for Stacy Abrams and yeah, Texas, you already know what it is. It's Beto time. It's Beto time. So so yeah. Well, so. Well, well. We'll yeah, see. I, I don't give a fuck. I, I don't give a fuck. I, I'm letting I'm letting y'all know where my where my allegiances lie. Okay. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Ahead. I'm not yeah. gonna get disrespectful. Let me stop. No, you give. Not very controversial. You on the you on the you on the majority on this one. Um, 
I just, I mean, I'll just say we'll see. She barely, so Stacey Adams barely lost, or Stacey Abrams. Adams. <laughs> Abrams. Who is Stacey Adams? Is that an actress? You said Adams, bro. It's Abrams. No, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Austin my Adams. <laughs> so in Georgia, Georgia's vote is really important. Just real quick, I know we don't, have to, you don't have to talk about this much. In Georgia, it's really important because the the vote uh, camp is camp was good faith when it came to like the election because to the twenty twenty the votes could have gone like they, they could have just decided not to count the votes in Georgia and given it just to Trump. But like Kemp was good enough to be like, we should follow the rules. But other parts of the state legislature are getting run over by like Trump, like acolytes. So they might start changing the way that votes are counted and things like that. So you do need like some coherent legislative bodies in the state of Texas. So all over Texas, like down the ballot, y'all should be voting down there mm-hmm. regardless. And mm-hmm. A.C.C. Abrams was a good candidate last time. We'll see if she votes again. And sure. in Texas, I'd bet, I don't think Beto's going to win in Texas. He almost beat Ted Cruz, but... Um, just vote your local elections most importantly, and then try with Beto. But you know, yeah, don't, don't don't bet on it. I got no comment, man. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> yeah, we gotta I'll, we gotta try and vote for Beto. I know. I'm, try. I'm gonna try. You, you already know where my allegiance lies. I say I, I say everyone try. Um, you never know what happens. You know, each sure. I think I believe every every vote counts, and even if we don't win, it just shows that you know in the next couple of years something's coming. You know, it's we're we're flipping. We're, we're seeing a change. I mean, Texas is slowly changing. Um, and then one last thing, definitely vote for your local city government. You know, city council is very important. Denzel I learned that. There. I learned that we're working for the city. Now let's transition into our topic for the day. And it's time to. The state of the music industry. Let's Sheesh. talk about first. Let's get into rap. All three of ours. I, I would assume so. Our favorite genres. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. My favorite genre is R and B, but Insane. rap, yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. rap is right behind it. Rap is right behind it. And I, first, I wanted to talk about the state of the rap game. It seems like there's a, a few subgenres of rap that is really prevalent in uh, society today, and mm-hmm. is really pushing the, you know, the rap game forward. And you know, like there's, I feel like there's different types of raps out there for everybody. So uh, Denzel, Marone, I wanted to get y'all's take on the state of the rap game, you know, in terms of who's popping, who's not. Uh, y'all's favorite albums. We, we, we can get into that, like more of a general discussion later. But yeah, what do y'all what do y'all feel about the state of the rap game? State of rap. I think it's it's interesting. It's um, I'm not I'm not all the way into it like you guys maybe as much as you guys are like I missed Freddie Gibbs and all that stuff. I was really looking forward to Kendrick's and I was pretty satisfied with his album. So that pretty much blew most of them out the water. Yep. <laughs> now that he's on his own label slash media company. Um, yes, uh, JID was a really good uh, surprise, like mm-hmm. things like that. So I think the guys who I always look forward to, even Lupe, Lupe, I think delivered this year as well. And he's always like a good listen. So black thought came out so like the, the rappers who were rapping that i like they came out and female rappers uh, women rappers came out too so i think there was there's a little bit more equity in that no it's still mainly male dominated but what is the state of the rap game right now it is um it's we have solidified kings i'll say that so there are now it's been official it's j cole it's kendrick it's drake and i don't know who the fourth there's a fourth one i don't know if you guys can think of one i i would say it's still just those three j cole those kendrick three. and and i think what i'm yeah and i think what i'm seeing now is little baby solidified for me first of all i never liked him i just personally i just don't mm-hmm. i, I can so understand people yeah i can understand people liking him it's just not for me it's solidified his album solidified that like there is no one 
that is ready to replace these three kings for the next probably five years. I would have to say, based on the work that I'm seeing, like Chance could have been the next up, like a prince or something like that. Chance couldn't make it. And like Travis is not that type of artist. Like there's, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I think like this, this year has solidified for me that like when a king is on the court, like it's over. Like last year, J. Cole came out, not that many better albums than that. This year, Kendrick came out. I didn't see that many, anything that was beating Kendrick this year. Um, Drake didn't make a rap album this year, so he doesn't count. This year. <laughs> oh, so, uh, Tyler, yeah. he's the fourth one. Oh, oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Tyler is the fourth. Is the, yeah, Tyler the, the for Joker. sure. <laughs> yes. He's the, he's the, the wild card for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So Tyler up there too. And like, yeah, so I think th- this year has reminded me that like there's those four kings and then like whoever comes out in the next five years, good luck. But like, J- like for example, my last thing, Lil Baby, his album, like I started hearing a lot of influences from like the Kendricks, from the J. Coles. And I was like, that's really exciting to hear, but I didn't see any innovation. Like I didn't see him making his own lane. I don't know if that's because the nature of the music industry is like making it harder for people to break in without like having a cosign or having like mm-hmm. sound. But anyway, you're talking about the one he just dropped. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, right. that's that's my opinion. Cool. You know, this year felt like there wasn't too much that dropped, but there was a lot that dropped. And at the same time, I definitely see in the rap game right now, we're seeing a lot more uh, standing out. I feel like a lot of rappers are taking different directions with their genres. Like, for example, Denzel Curry with his new album he dropped, that was like a completely different sound mm-hmm. from what he usually does. Like, he used to be because Denzel Curry, when he first dropped, he was playing like some very like heavy, just like mosh pit, like eccentric, like symbol type stuff and now he's like taking more of like a, a softer approach and it that definitely probably one of his best albums he's ever made um you know we're seeing a lot more like as we talked about in the previous episode like about mumble rap a lot of people are taking that direction or singing a lot of rappers who can't sing are now singing in their songs typical um a plenty of them are doing that it's like mm-hmm. they're trying to take a different direction um definitely seeing a lot more underground rap become more popular i feel like like okay. uh benny the butcher um yeah. Conway the Machine currency is still going strong. Like he's dropping mm-hmm. hits with the Alchemist all the time. Like he, they just dropped a new album this year. Con- con- continue continuance. If you guys haven't listened to it, you should. It's, it's, cool. it's fucking phenomenal. Um, and then there were some surprising albums that came out to me. I mean, like Red. Right, I discovered Red Veil this year. Like I've been really yes. diving into like artists. Like that guy, that kid is like nineteen. Right, Jesus, eighteen or nineteen. He's like, I think he's someone who could definitely be like one of the top dogs if he keeps doing what he's doing. A lot of potential. Like he has a lot of potential for his age. Like it's surprising. I was like, oh, this kid's 18. Like the fuck? Um, Freddie Gibbs, solid album. Kendrick Lamar, of course, like basically telling men to seek therapy. I think that was the biggest thing that was, <laughs> no, it's like very important. So I think a lot of the music that's been dropping has been more focused upon mental health, focused upon, I think, mm-hmm. and I think COVID-19, I say COVID-19 all the time because I think it was such a big pivotal point in like everyone's lives. I think, even Kendrick mentions it with some of his songs, you know, how COVID-19 was a big pivotal point in his life. Um, but I feel like a lot of the rap right now is focusing more upon like taking like a softer approach, but also still continuing to push upon those hardened lyrics and focus more upon the lyricism versus production. Like, I think it's still continuing to do what it's always been doing. Um, and, then, and then last thing I did love, I mean, I, mean, I still fuck with like, like, and for example, like Future, even though like he's it's it's surprising to me how he's still able to continually drop an album and even though the album's not like overall overall isn't like the top dog the top album of the year he still has continuous hits on each album he drops which surprises me because he's been in the game for such a long time but that's sure, that's pretty much all my comments sure. and then and then shout out to shaba of course <laughs> for sure yeah sapa super fan over here i appreciate yeah, I y'all's it. thoughts for me Mumble rap slash trap rap. I'm not putting them both in like the same category, yeah, but yeah, they're yeah. similar subsets in the 
rap genre. Still the most popular subgenres in rap, I would say, other than if you look at like the most streamed artists, which I feel like that's more of a an indicator of which uh, artists are more popular, who's getting more listens, more plays. Because, you know, most of the music is now pushed by streaming services. Mm-hmm. You would see the top rappers. Most of them are trap rappers or mumble rappers, save for Drake, Kendrick. Um, I'm trying to think. I think there's someone else. But I, I, Drake and Kendrick are really the only two, like, I, traditional. But, like, Drake, I wouldn't say he's, like, really a tradition. He's more of, like, rap, R&B like a mix but those are really the only two rappers other than the mumble rappers that get the most plays so for me i would say mumble rap is still leading in terms of popularity but i would say traditional rap is still holding its own for the people that are still looking for that type of subgenre. and there were so many traditional rap albums so many good ones that were released this year and i feel like that was the most surprising because i kind of felt like Traditional rap was, I wouldn't say dying down, but it was starting to like be a little bit subpar. Yeah. And a little bit less. I, I guess like just I guess it just wasn't as punchy to me like last year compared to this year for mm-hmm. sure. So but I mean it helps that the greatest rapper of all time released an album. Catch a <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> say it again. Uh-huh. Wait, what? Wait, can we do it one more time? Okay, okay, okay then, okay then, okay then, okay. Then. Propaganda. But yeah, but uh, you know, transitioning to our favorite albums, uh, traditional rap wise, I feel like so many uh, heavyweights were released this year. Mel My I See Your Future, Denzel Curry was a favorite of mine. I think Walking, in my opinion, Walking is the best rap mm-hmm. song released this year. Walking, yeah. like the message of it, Denzel, you were talking about the mental health. Denzel Curry is talking about how he went to go see a therapist to help out his mental issues and whatnot and how, you know, the music industry was pretty much weighing on his mental and how therapy helped him out of that. So uh, definitely the mental aspect has become a big thing. Same thing from Mr. Morale. You look at Ramona Park broke my heart. Vince Staples, mm-hmm. that's a very solid tape. It's almost dry. Pusha T, very mm-hmm. strong album. So, but those are just a few of mine and I'm going to talk about some more. Uh, in a little bit, but I want to get y'all's uh, favorite albums, favorite rap albums released this year. I was really happy to see Joy Badass come back. Yes, mm, two thousand, yeah. Yes, yeah. I was, I was a little worried, man, because he got into acting. You know, when rappers go to acting, like they might not come back. So, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, Kendrick came back, but um, you know, oh. Fifty's gone. Oh, but uh, what do you call it? It was, it was, it was good to hear him. Like it was just like, oh man, like you, you haven't really lost a step. Like you are a talented rapper. Yes, so. yes, that was good. And then Lupe's. Like concept album was so nice. I was just listening to it again earlier in the gym. I was like, ah, so good. Like mm. he's so good. Like he just knows that make a rap. Like every line flows into every other line. He's been doing callbacks. It's like that. just conception. Been active just, for like, years, huh? He's, I said he's been active for years, Lupe. Yeah, but it's, it's to hear him like, like I mean, with Tetsuo two, I think was a couple years ago. I don't know, but yeah, regardless, yeah, he has been active for a while. But it's just like to hear this kind of album from him is just always it's always a pleasure. Uh, Drago or whatever the slave one a couple years ago too. Um, and then I tried to listen to Black Thought. I like Black Thought. Uh, his, it was a cool album with Danger Mouse. He had a feature from uh, uh MF Doom. That's always good. But I really the mixing wasn't the best on that. Mm. But my favorite, I, of course, is gonna it's gonna be the Kendrick album. I was just really looking forward to him not doing another damn. And he just like took every criticism of the, criticism of the eldered the past five years and he just molded it into like a fantastic body of work with that 
saw a couple songs that like changed my perspective on him as an artist and like what rap can do as an art. Mm -hmm. I think it was just to me it was just terraforming. That's what game. kings like, do. That's yeah, man. Cole did the same thing a couple years ago. So I'm just really excited <laughs> to see him continue to do that. Hopefully, it's not his last album ever. This is his magnum opus. I'm not mad at it, but I would I would do I do hope that whatever. Don't ever say that again. I hope so. I hope sure. he comes back. But I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, yeah. Um. I was going to say something, but I forgot. Denzel, go ahead so I can try to remember what I was going to say. <laughs> all right, all right. Some of my favorite albums this year. It's Almost Dry, of course. You know, Dreaming of the Past. Easily one of my favorite songs on the album. Yes. Um, student, uh, Neck and Tie. No, Neck and Wrist, my bad. Yes, I'm Neck and Wrist. Mm -hmm. Neck yeah. and Wrist, that's a good one, too. Um, Freddie Gibbs, Sold, 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 Sold Separately. Not as not So it's good. Definitely liked Alfredo a little bit more just because, like, the hits on there were insane. But Sold, Sold Separately is a solid album. First song with featuring Kelly Price. Whew. Yes. Kelly Price was singing, singing. I was like, okay. Um, few, uh, definitely Mr. Morale. Obviously, Mr. Morale and the Big Separates. Um, album for Therapy. Savior, easily one of my favorite songs on the album. Um, Rich Spirit. Silent Hill has been bouncing back in my head again because that Kodak yeah, feature kind of is tough, man. I'm not even gonna lie. Push these niggas on me A few good things, of course. Big Saba fan, love yeah. it. You know, get the Saba album in the back right there. Um, Learn to swim, sky shoulder. Like I'm telling you guys, you need to listen to Learn to Swim by Red Veil because that that album is just a it's crazy, just Solid. crazy to me. Like I'm not even capping on that. Excited for the new Shmino album. Very excited to hear Shmino spit some spit some bars on that shit. Um, Tana Talk Four. I was very surprised. I liked the album a lot. Um, we like songs off of there. I really like our Weekend at Perry Peace featuring Boldy James. Um, also, I did like the song. Uh, damn, who, who's that rapper again? to feature on that one song? Uh, oh, John, Johnny Peace, Caddy, uh, featuring J Cole. That was a good verse. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. even gonna lie. J Cole did good on that. Yes, he did. Nice, nice. Well, yeah. I want to give uh, a few people their flowers, or I guess a group of people. First, I want to talk about uh, the female rappers in our industry are mm -hmm. on the come up hard. Pause. But they are, <laughs> uh, female rap is in a great place. It's in a great place. There's so many great female rappers out right now. And I feel like especially the last couple of years, it's really been popping. The two albums that really stood out to me this year were um, I don't know if it's 777 or 777 by Lotto. Maybe mm. top to bottom, not like the strongest, but I think she had a handful of hits on that album. Big Energy, uh, It's Given. There were a couple more songs I was trying to remember. But but yeah, Lotto did pretty good. And Traumazine is definitely one of my favorite rap, male or female, albums released this year. Meg The Stallion. So Meg, I want to <laughs> say... <laughs> no, no, I want to say... She, she's great. She's always been a great rapper. But I've been waiting for a type of album like this from her because it's not just for me. It was always like the typical like. How do oh, you say yeah. It? Like, I guess like the typical. It wasn't like really trap rap, but it was the same style of rap from mm. most of her most of her albums or EPs. So <clears throat> for her to, you know, to get deep a little bit and talk about, you know, her anxieties, her pressures that she deals with, get a little more vulnerable on this album. I really appreciate it. She still had, you know, she was still her little. Uh, nasty self on a few songs and you know still talking to her shit braggadocio but traumazine fire ass album female rap is in a great place and jid we talked about the four heavyweights cole kendrick tyler drake jid if you release another another album like you did forever story you might be coming up there with them man because 
the forever story. If it wasn't for Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, this would be my favorite rap album this year for sure. Sheesh. It was a great, great album. Great, great album. And yeah, let's see. I'm looking at the list over here. Okay, we were talking about mumble rap earlier being the most popular. I would say one of my favorite albums that were, that was also released was uh, DS Forever. Dirty is a dirty sprite. Dirty yes, sir. Gonna great album. Great album, which I didn't expect, but yeah, great album. Pushing P, P power, pussy power, whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. So yeah, uh, feature. I never liked you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wait for you. Mm-hmm. And I, I also can't wait for uh, Smino's album, Love for Rent. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for it. So my first one was uh, Wraith with Chance the Rapper and Vic Mensa. It's like a random single that they one off they did. He's like, I Chance heard it. It's actually, it goes pretty It was hard. great. It's, it's in my playlist, actually. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It just like, it really just stuck, it sticks in my head. Like, it's just him going back into his roots of like just smooth. I rap, hope he, does, I hope he continues that. Yeah. I hope he does an album like that. And then uh, Slut, Slut Him Out again, Baby Tate and Kali. Like, <laughs> I just think like lyrically is just top tier, like none, bar none. Like, so if, if we can go over the lyrics again some other time, but I just think it's hard. And then also Kalani was rapping a lot on her R&B album. So I put those mm-hmm. up. But anyway, that's it. Yes. Speaking of Kalani, she had one of my favorite R&B albums, definitely top three for me with yes, uh, Blue Water Road. And it was, I don't know if she, it, it was unexpected for me because she had just released uh, her other album. I don't remember. It was good until it wasn't. So, yeah. and I think Blue Water Road blew it out, blew it out of the water, pun intended. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think this album was fire. Blew it Road. out the water. Yes, but R and B. I remember seeing a tweet, or there was definitely a conversation on the timeline, the music timeline, that R and B was dead. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know who said that. I don't know who came up with that because I think R and B is the best genre out right now. Or I, mean, I said out like it's you know it Period. releases an album. Yeah, is is the best genre like. You have your traditional. I think why they said traditional uh, R and B is dead is because the traditional R and B isn't really dominating like the trap and B is right now. Mm-hmm. But just look for it; it's still there. It's Jasmine, Sul- Jasmine Sullivan's still popping. Ari Lennox still popping. Lucky mm-hmm. Day still popping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a it. bunch more. I know. <laughs> Give me on. Give me on. Still popping. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you look for it. Look for it. It's still there. Just look for Umi, it. I'm telling you. Fanta Hughes. It's still there. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, but uh, I want to talk about the state of R and B and what do y'all think? I think it's interesting you say classic R and B is out. Me and my little brother and my friend Darnell were talking about this. Like, what is classic R? Classic R and B from the '90s is like very simpy. I dedicate my life to you type shit. And I've seen R and B evolve to 2022, where now it's like the Giveons. I know I'm a piece of shit, and I I'm going to embrace it. I'm a piece of right. shit, and I refuse to change or grow mm-hmm. until I'm really desperate. Which is, I think it's fine. I think it's just, I think it's more of a reflection of society than it is yes. like the music itself. So I think people need to kind of just like keep up with the times in that respect. If you, you can always go back and listen to the old shit. I was, I was downloading more Jodeci albums the other day. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, it's whatever. You listen to whatever you want. But um, the state of R&B now, I think is very exciting. I think there's just so many different directions you can go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's much more, much more inclusive than it was before. I think not only in like uh, respects to like ethnicity and to like backgrounds, but into sexuality. Like everyone's getting a piece of the pie right now. Like, like the gay women are women, bro. Like the lesbians are out here murdering the game. Like mm-hmm. Kalani is one of the top tier. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sid came out as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's just everybody's eating, and I think that's such a great Doesn't time. Matter. Everyone, yeah, and everyone has their own niche. Like, I don't know. So yeah, I just think it's like it's such an opportunity for every artist to come here and just as long as you can sing, and as long as like you have like good like pen game and like your production's tight, 
you're going to be successful. So it's a really good time for R&B. Um, I, I basically agree with what Marone was saying. I feel like R&B has been more opened up to a lot more different background, different background of artists performing and be able to express themselves how they how they willingly want to. And anyone can eat up into it and like and love it. I like how much R&B has become more of like, you know, in the past, I feel like R&B has definitely become, it used to be way more traditional, but now you're seeing this become, as you mentioned, um, a reflection of what society is like right now. A lot of people are dealing with situations where maybe they say, well, I do all this, I'm a flirt, I do this, this and that, and I act like this because this, this and that, that's just who I am as a person, or that's how the way that the society is treating me. So it, I really do like the state of R&B because like, R&B is so cool because you can go through so many different types of genres within R&B, like more soulful, more trap. Um, I mean, what happened? Like, what happened to Bryson Tiller? But anyways, I'll keep like going into like different. <laughs> sorry, but like going into just the state of R&B. What's been looking to like, I've definitely found more of like R&B that's more like jazz influence. That's something I've been really looking into lately. It's like more jazz influence R&B, mm. which I'm going to mention. Like one of my favorite albums this year, which is more of like a jazz album. But it is R&B, um, technically. And then you're seeing, like, R&B that's taking the, even, like, a little bit of a pop influence, which is very uh, interesting to me as well. I'll tell well, you what happened, Denzel. Bryson Tiller found his his wife. That's what he found. He found happiness. Okay? <laughs> you God can damn. still do R&B if you're happy. God damn. Not well, in this era. <laughs> Tiller, Tiller just released a song called Outside, and it was actually pretty good. So hopefully he's getting back to his... Uh, they're breaking up. That's what they're going to say. They're breaking up. <laughs> All right. Uh, fa- favorite albums and songs, R&B. Yeah, I was. Oh, don't do mind if I go ahead first. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, man, this was tough. Like, from L- I like you know me. I personally love LMA, and I love when she doesn't do all her like her little interludes. But she those long ass interludes. Same. Oh, like, <laughs> I had a letter the other day. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, so, um, wait, yeah, her Kalani, Jasmine Sullivan came out the deluxe. Ari SZA had her deluxe for uh, Control, uh, which had like that doesn't count. I, that doesn't uh, count. I want. This is an album. album. <laughs> Jesus. Punch. Okay, he's yelling at Punch, everybody. Punch. Uh, uh, I want an album. <laughs> so much anger. Continue. So him, so the it was guy for it was men versus women this year for me, man. And like it's like it's so stacked, but at the same time, it's like Gibeon and Lucky Day are carrying the fucking team on their back, man. Like when you're talking that, about male R and B or yeah, when it comes like to male versus female R&B, okay. like the male R&B is severely lacking except for Giveon and Lucky Day. And yeah. they both release like classics this year, in my opinion. And then the female R&B is just stacked. So it's like really, it's hard to like, it's just not fair. But I would say from the males, like Giveon's album, I think was, is like a work of art for sure. Like Give or Take is just such a good body of work. Like, uh, what's that? One? I don't know. There's just so many good songs on there. I can't even mm-hmm. name a song. Like there's just mm-hmm. so many good bangers mm-hmm. on there. Uh, Jasmine Sullivan came back with the re- with the, a couple like, extra tracks from her last year album uh, um and one of them was roster which i i highlighted for uh toxic to- film female toxicity in r&b earlier this year so i think that was incredible <sighs> man ari lennox bro yeah it's two classics in a row it, it, like, might be, it might be the best one it might be you the know best what i mean yes yeah. yeah, so i think i think for me it's like i, I don't even want to make it a tie but i i might it might it's a tie between give and lucky day i feel like they really they really showed out this year so I might give it to Giveon, but like Lucky Day definitely had like the, the standouts. So it's mm-hmm. those two. But yeah, everyone else like you told me like you, for example, on our list, you have Omar Apollo. Like I didn't even know Omar came out this year. Like, but, yeah, earlier. It so. was like real early this year. I still need to listen to Steve. Like I got, I'm behind. So you yeah, uh, get on Gemini Rights, man, because that's a fire. You haven't listened album. to Gemini Rights yet? 
mm. sleep, bro. Because mm. Wasteland fucking wasted me, bro. Like I listened to Brent Fires and I was like, this man almost got a woman to commit suicide. I can't talk right now. I can't listen to it. <laughs> uh, as far as uh, uh, almost, it's depressing. Don't spoil the people. I'm weak. Look. <laughs> Yeah, what do you, what do you, what's your favorite Denzel? Yeah. What's my favorite, man? We got to talk about favorites. All right. I mean, the Gem, Gemini rights for sure. I wish Gemini. I knew you wanted me. <laughs> I've heard that I song. I wish I knew. <laughs> uh, favorite, uh, are we talking about favorite songs as, all, as well or just album? Favorite songs and albums. Uh, obviously, Sunshine is my favorite song on the album. Mm-hmm. Sunshine for sure. The, fe- the feature with Fouché, insane. Insane mm-hmm. feature. Mm-hmm. It is. Going down the list. Y'all, I'm not even gonna lie. Majority of the album sucked. Sorry, manager, but Breezy by Chris Brown wasn't bad. It was okay. It was okay. It was it like a solid five. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't bad. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. bad. It, it wasn't, wasn't bad. bad. People are giving it too much shit because it's Chris Brown. Wait. I'm like, bro, it's it's Who actually gave- not a bad album. Survive the Night's my favorite song on the album. It's a vibe. I was like, okay, this man getting a little personal. I'm like, all right, damn, you can actually get like that. All right, all right, all right. Um, Black Radio Three, Robert Glasper. Definitely listen to it if you haven't. Um, it's fucking insane. He just released the Supreme Edition this year too, which has like a bunch of features. Like one of them has like a Mac Miller feature as well. Um, it's like like that they record before he passed, but it's 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 fucking insane. It's a good album. Just pure jazz. It's more it's more jazz, but it's technically R and B. Um, but it's just like a pure beautiful jazz album. I need to listen to the Joyce Rice album, which has the Kate Trinata production. I'm, fire. I'm, I'm fucking mad. I missed. I haven't listened fire. to. Only, only listen to Ice T. Ice T is fire. Fire. This, it, it, it lives in my head rent free. Mm-hmm, Such a good mm-hmm. song. Wasteland by Brent Fias. I still go through feeling it. I'm like, dog, this man was just toxic from the beginning. Like, the fuck? <laughs> the whole album is just toxicity at its finest. And the outro, I I was just like, the fuck am I listening to? Uh, Candy Drip, Lucky Day. Yeah. Beautiful album as well. H Sex Location. Listen to it a second time around. <laughs> and it was beautiful. It was a vibe. It gave me Eric, Erica Badu vibes for sure. And I was just vibing. Yeah. I was pure vibing. 100% agree. Nice. It's been a good it's been a good year for for R&B for sure. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, it's definitely been a great year. <clears throat> I want to shout out Raven Lene, Hypnos. I feel like that album has not been getting its flowers and for me is one of the best R&B albums that's been released this year. Her voice is just so sultry. It's just out mm. of this world. Mm. Speaking of being out of this world, <laughs> probably I'll say one of one of my favorite and definitely one of the best R and B album or R and B songs. Give you the world, Steve Lacey, his outro on Gemini Rights. That's a good one, yeah. That's baby making music. You're welcome. Baby you making music. Add that to, add them. that to your sex playlist. That's baby making music. Do I, I want to shout playlist? out Umi, Forest in the City. Oh, uh, uh, Moran, were you going to say something? I said, no. Who's he talking to? You look directly to the camera. Add it to your. <laughs> Yeah, damn. Yeah, Any, anyone that's yeah. watching or listening. All right, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Force in the City, Umi, on a very underrated R&B album that's very, very good. I want to uh, mention Amber Mark as well. Three Dimensions Deep, What It Is, great song. And y'all pretty much, uh, Blast, because y'all were talking, uh, Marone, you were talking about it's just Givey On and Lucky Day. <laughs> Don't forget about Blast. Blast also had a good album too, Before You Go. Now, he's sure. not... He's not my cup of tea when it comes to R and B, but it's still really fucking good. Really, Does he changes cadence, or is it still like kind of? Because I feel like every feature is kind of similar for him. He, he changes it a little bit, I, I think, because like you know, he's just releasing his albums now. Maybe 
you know, once he gets further into his career, yeah, get a little more. He's really new. Nuance, yeah. Okay, okay. Fan of Hughes as well. Florida plus fan, and that was one of the early R and B albums. That a very short R and B album, but that was one of the ones that were released early in 2022. Great album as well. And uh, I want to shout out two more albums that were released just very recently, this past weekend actually, at the time of recording. Duran Bernard. He he's def his name is definitely not popular, but he has one of the best voices in R and B. One of the best voice. He uses his voice so well, his cadence so well. Wanderlust, that's the album. Great, great album. Great, great albums. And yeah, I just I just love listening to his voice. And man, it, okay, the name is spelled O J. E R I M E. I think it's Ojirime or uh, Orihime. I don't know how to say it, but <laughs> but like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. It's, oh, it's spelled O J E R I M E. But oh, anyways, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. I've been uh, she, you know I've been having a lot of her songs in my playlist uh, for a while. She just released her album called Bad Influence. Go listen to that. Very short, okay. like twenty minutes, but really, really good. Really, really good. So yeah, R and B is in a great place. All right, we get into pop, and <laughs> pop Let's isn't go. pop is great. Is not my cup of tea, but there were some uh, really good albums released this year. I don't know about the state of pop because I don't really listen to pop like that. Maybe one of y'all could talk about it if y'all want to. But uh, what was y'all's favorite albums that were released from pop? If, if y'all want to talk about that, yeah. Looking at what you like, you kind of provided a, like a list of what you feel like can be pop. Uh, just Don FM is the only one that I listen to back and forth. Like I literally like the week. I think I think this weekend album was better than the last one. Even though the last one was like really good. I just like Don FM. I liked how consistent it was. I love the Jim Carrey feature. Um, Here we go again, and uh, with the Tyler Creator, and then I heard you're married. Like just peak like weekend subtle toxicity, not like overtly mm-hmm. like how Brent Fires is, but just like like just very just on the edge of like making you want to slap him like it's so <laughs> nice i just love it like just and he's he's the best i just i love the weekend man i think he's always been a great artist i've been listening to this guy since 2011 now so no complaints on my end but yeah pop i don't know i don't listen to harry Styles, so fk twigs i heard is good but i don't know and then lizzo never been a fan of lizzo but i respect her art so what can i say yeah yeah, yeah. i'm not lizzo lizzo's music also isn't my cup of tea but it was a great album special was a great album uh capri songs was great too uh fk twigs that might be my favorite pop album which it was more it was more r&b influence in that album too but it's mostly pop so but yeah, fk twigs yeah that was a great Denzel, how about you um i had to definitely go with my favorite pop album i don't even know if this will be a pop album technically no it wouldn't you don't think so no go ahead you don't think about renaissance me. will be a pop album there, there, there's no. some pop it's 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 house it's r&b it's pop like it's it, so it confusing be, yeah, um I, I said like renaissance i know if i'm wrong sorry y'all sorry um whoever's whoever's angry whoever the fuck um Cap- capri sauce is pretty fire i mean tears in the club is my favorite song on that, mm, on that album yeah sure. tears in the club like, that was, that's yes. fucking insane <laughs> um renaissance definitely alien superstar is one of my joints that's that's why i bang it makes me feel powerful my fuck this is this is this is the song um don fm definitely a banger not too I, i'm still not super crazy about it compared to his previous work and i think it's just because of just how he's going to this 80 synth like vibe like yeah with his music and I, I'm, I'm just not i'm not i'm not crazy fan of it like it's okay but after like a few songs you're like okay 
Can you, can you mix it up a little bit? See, for yeah. me, I love that genre. So I see where you're coming from. Like, this yeah. for me. No, like, I like it here and there, but I think if it's, like, continuously just the same thing. I mean, that's just my personal preference. Mm-hmm. After Hours, I liked After Hours more than Dawn Yeah, I like After Hours better, too. Yeah. Even though Dawn FM has some songs. I love Gasoline off of Dawn FM. Gasoline is my shit. Mm, that's but, a, that's a, yeah. Yeah, but other than that. If we're talking about pop albums, though, Harry's House, and I'm not saying this because Harry Styles is, like, <laughs> wildly popular that album is pressure it's it's a really good fucking album yeah, better Harry's, than the better than strawberry i think so i think mm-hmm. strawberry swing i think is the yeah yeah harry's house is fire it's a great it's a great album i like it so all right uh afro beats what y'all think or did y'all i mean i know we hadn't uh marone graciously provided us an episode about afro beats and giving them their flowers so what y'all mm-hmm. think about Afrobeats in 2022. Man, I'm a, I'm gonna say this. Afrobeats have definitely picked up a lot more than they used to. Than I think they used to, and it might be. I don't know if it's because it's always been there, and now TikTok's been picking it up and like spreading mm-hmm. it around like wildfire. Um, the only album I really listened to was "Love the Meaning" by Burner Boy, and that was a fire album. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the only album I really listened to. I'm I'm a Burner Boy fan, so. Nice. Yeah, I'm the same as Denzel. I only listened to like there's like a few tracks here and there I hear about, but when I was doing my review, I was like, "What? Who came out in 2022?" I just found Burna. I just listened to that mm-hmm. album. That's it. But it's no skips. So I mean, it's 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 a beautiful genre. Again, I'm having a hard time personally trying to like distinguish between artists sometimes, but it's just because I don't have enough experience in that yeah, for specific sure. field. I so. don't either. Like, I, I get so it only goes so far. Um, yeah. I feel yeah. like sometimes whenever you're listening to an artist, you're like, oh, who's? It's hard to tell with Afrobeats. Like, oh, who's this? Like, I like the beat. I'm fucking with it. Like, the sounds yeah. good. It feels good. You're dancing. You're moving. You're grooving. But I'm just thinking, who is this artist? Damn. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think it's like to a be person. honest. I'm not trying to be rude. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, y'all, y'all are being real. Y'all are being real. I think my three favorite albums this year, uh, Love to Meet Y'all mentioned it. It's a really good mm-hmm. album. Uh, Mr. Money with the Vibe by Asake. I just started listening to him, and I just got put on by him. That it, it, y'all, I think y'all would like that album. It's, okay. it's, a, it's a really good. Yeah. Album. It's just like straight vibes. It's like it's just real nice. It, it it's like high life. It's more to me. It's like Ooh. it has more high life feel. And like mm-hmm. a regular Afrobeats uh, feel. So. so High Life was you said the one that originated in Ghana. Ghana, am I? I, I know. Believe so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think right? so. Okay. 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 Yeah. And then Sad Romance by CK. That's another one where it's like the instrumentals are just real nice on that. It's just real nice. nice on that. So so yeah. But those those are definitely my three favorite Afrobeats albums that were released this year. So yeah, my Afrobeats, like we mentioned in our Afrobeats episode, is definitely uh, on the come up immensely. Mm-hmm. Outside of Africa, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, Tim single handedly. Uh, Dylan, I have a question: Are you seeing more Afrobeats emerge from outside of the U.S.? I mean, sorry, outside of uh, Africa. You know, you see, how, like, you know how you know it's like a lot of Afrobeat artists are obviously originally from mm-hmm. Africa, and then they kind of merge and come to the U.S. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it come more from the United States, like people who are starting to create like Afrobeats in this in the country in this country, and then or other countries outside of Africa? I guess um, I would say people are making this sound like it. Like a lot of artists are making their music sound like that. But I wouldn't say anyone is making like Afrobeat music outside of uh, Africa per se. So yeah, it's, it's still it's still all originating from Africa, which, mm-hmm. which is great. It's still great. So so yeah, yeah yeah. All right, uh, I do want to talk about house music a little bit, not more so like the albums that were released. But it seemed like a lot of artists were incorporating 
house music in their songs and in a couple cases with Beyonce and Drake, their albums. Mm-hmm. So what do y'all think, uh, if y'all could speak on uh, the rise in the popularity of house music uh, with artists? Yeah, Denzel, uh, real quick, I know you have a little bit more experience as you're in the clubs, on the scene. <laughs> the right. But uh, as someone from the outside looking in, it just seems that like the culture definitely shifted with, um, well, first of all, I, I love the playlist that you see on YouTube all the time of like just different compilations of, uh, of those scenes and like the sound of house is really comforting. And especially if you're like cleaning the crib or if you're just at home and you're bored. I think the pandemic had everybody sitting at home and when they went that they went out and they hit these clubs, like that was definitely like the vibe everybody wanted. Everybody wanted to just like feel things like be really, people are taking X, people are taking whatever and they're, they're feeling good, bro. Like it's, it's lit. So I can definitely see why there's like a shift to more to, towards house music. So I think it's a positive thing. Um, the fact that both, um, uh, what's her name? Um, Beyonce and Drake did the same kind of like concept, like at the same time is pretty interesting. It just shows that like their fingers on the pulse and the pulse has been moving towards that direction. So the club scene is popping. That's just popping. And I'm happy to see it. Definitely. I think, I think uh Renaissance is more house. I didn't listen to Drake album. Mm-hmm. So yeah but i don't know i like it i think it's a positive move i hope more people get into it and i hope it expands so that's it i think house is you know i think house is taking more of like that i think house is coming in the in the i think the popular house has a lot to do with like social media especially tiktok you know you're seeing a lot of people take common uh songs or older songs songs that just exist in general and then making it to like a house beat and people are like oh i'm fucking vibing with this i think house music is like one of those genres where everyone can get down with it um and it's super easy to to just dance and vibe to it like in my experience especially when i go to like festivals or when i've been to clubs with house music it's just pretty much like everyone regardless of your background it's like a I, i feel like it's that i feel like it's that genre where everyone can feel comfortable just being themselves completely and just vibing out because it's just a very, it's a very subtle but very powerful form of just like dance, electronic dance music, right? EDM. Um, but I think house is gonna take a bigger. It's definitely getting more of that that traction because, like I said, it's just become it's just a way to feel good and just feel comfortable around yourself and others and regardless of your background. I think that's what it, the whole purpose of house is, and I think that other people are starting to recognize it. And it's just because it's gonna be more incorporated in a lot more artists of different genres. You think it's gonna go away anytime soon, Denzel? Or don't I, I don't think so. No, I definitely don't think so. Because if you look at yourself, if you look like before the pandemic to now, like I feel as though house wasn't as popular than it is over the last re- over the last re- recent years. And then, and especially in my case, when I've seen festivals I've been to, I've definitely seen a lot more buzz around like music festivals related to house or how music or festivals related to like EDM in general. Yeah. Definitely a lot more t- ticket sales are going out. More people are getting more of that. Um, insight into house and so i don't think it's gonna go down, go away anytime soon i just noticed like in public people are just talking about it more like oh like i'm going to the cem thing in las vegas like i was like aren't you a med student like who even has to, y'all have time for this so really cool really i'm cool. telling you man house is for everyone yeah i think house music is definitely i may be wrong on this one and not albums per se but i think house music is definitely going to become one of the defining sounds of this decade yeah I think especially for uh, this year has been on the rise, even with artists that don't usually make house music. I want to give Katrin out of his flowers because he's been making house type music for a long time. And just now he's becoming popular just now. And yep. it's, it's sad that it came from the weekend tour, but it is what it is. So, but there are so many artists. I know there's one artist, uh, Levin Collie, 
who uh, I think is called Let It Go. He dropped a, a single, and it just had such a house. I mean, it was pretty much house. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just been a lot of singles I've heard and albums, like I said, with Beyonce and Drake, where it's just mm-hmm. such, a, such a huge house influence where with those same artists, you didn't really hear that before this year. So I just wanted to speak on that, and it's very interesting. House music is – I love house music because it's great to dance to. Me too, man. Me it's such, too. It's just such a, vibe. such a vibe. Such a vibe. But, yeah. Nice. Okay. All right. So there's been – I mean, I do want to mention uh, one <laughs> big drama slash event in the music industry, which it. is this YSL case and what's been going on. Thug and Gunna have been in jail since like, what, the early part of 2022? I think it was in April, right? Yeah, man. It, it was early 20, yeah. About half a year. Yeah. So uh, Thug is uh, giving out ultimatums to Lil Baby saying, if you don't release your album in two days, we're not brothers anymore. <laughs> Wait, so, I don't know who gave Thug a phone in jail, but yeah, uh, Thug, 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 Thug be tweeting. He's tweeting in jail, man. He's tweeting in jail. He's tweeting, bro. He's tweeting in jail. He is fine. <laughs> and then there's Gunna, who got his uh, bond request denied for a fourth time by the judge, and the judge mm-hmm. deeming him being uh, dangerous to the witnesses. Huh? So what? yeah, so oh, that's okay. what's been going on. Ah. And it's really defining how you've seen a lot of artists, uh, you know, putting out their free YSL. I know me and Denzel, we saw it a lot and heard it a lot from rappers and Rolling Loud. So, yeah, I mean, maybe they weren't involved. Maybe they were. But, yeah, I don't know if y'all have any thoughts on that YSL case. Uh, it's Rico, man. They're going to catch everybody eventually. Um I you know what's really funny? Just real quick on this, I was listening to. Uh, I usually don't like hip hop podcasts, but I do sometimes. I listen to Rory and Maul just because I think they, they have really good sense of humor and they always put me on good music. They had an interview like last week with they released last week with Sahida Prince, who is a fantastic rapper from Atlanta, kind mm-hmm. of an OG. Um, he came in the same. He's a very good lyricist who came in around the same class as like the J Coles and the Wale's whenever that started getting popular. And he had a lot of gems he dropped, like a lot of ideas I got from next season from him. Like I got a bunch from him, like talk about next year cool. but um one thing he talked about was uh the, the the young dudes in atlanta like there's this the street dudes don't have any type of like um uh in like industry like uh support in the sense of like artist development and they don't like this is why so many guys die mm-hmm. and literally gets caught up in street shit because like either the the management is like too scared to talk to them or like they don't have their best interest at heart so when these kind of artists who are signing other artists by the way stay in these you know i'm not an expert on this shit obviously i don't know street life shit but i do know that like this is stuff that they have been involved in a long time and to stay at thriving in atlanta they need to be part of that street life is what sahai was saying so this will be an eventual outcome especially when like they use music as evidence against them in some cases so mm-hmm. it just fucking sucks man it's like these people have mm-hmm. families and it's like if you're gonna like why would you be on this world stage why would you have these art like these industry like you're, you're fueling an industry like people are getting paid off of you and yeah. yet they don't care enough to make sure that you're straight financially and legally mm-hmm. like if future gets thrown in jail for this shit are you kidding me mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous speaking of future thank you marone you know on twitter there's this buzz going around that cardi and future might be next in this d in the rico charges um there's been tweets going on by the atlanta dea mentioning uh, mentioning both of them in possible uh as, po- as possible uh accomplices to rico chart to rico cases and so yeah they're trying to get all the atl rappers out of the game bro they're trying to come out after everyone and they're not playing around because they don't clean that shit up, man. Like 
They don't care. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> it's, it's like you them. said, Marone. I mean, they're trying to stay in the streets to make their make their mark. Because if they don't, what happens? People say you sold out. Like they say, you yeah, don't that's help. true. You don't help that's true. It's an image thing. More look anything. What happened. Sorry, man. Like, look what happened to Nipsey. Nipsey went back home. He tried to keep the money in the neighborhood. And they shot him. Like, yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> what are you supposed to do, bro? I'm crazy. Yeah. And we just talked about Megan Thee Stallion gave her her flowers. Still catching slugs from the baby in Tory Lane. So fuck them niggas. Uh, I ain't got much to say about that. How about y'all? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm not part of the LGBTQ community. So like, I feel like I can't like me and the baby have no relationship. So I can't speak on, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> he hasn't begged me for, for forgiveness. So I can't really yeah. speak on it. <laughs> All right. Welcome both. <laughs> All right. And then so many uh, rappers just keep dying and passing away. P&B Rock and uh, Coolio were the latest yeah. ones. P&B Rock even more tragically uh, getting shot. <clears throat> just enjoying some chicken and waffles is just sad. But, Crazy shit, man. Yeah, there's just so many rappers and artists that just keep passing away. It's just really sucks to see. But, you know, yeah. we keep we keep them in our prayers. We keep them in our spirits. And they still live on forever in our hearts, for sure. Health is wealth, man. Yeah. Stay alone. Stay stay by yourself. Turn your location off and eat healthy, man. That's all we can for tell sure. people, honestly. For sure. But, yeah, uh, I do want to wrap up this discussion with uh, one question posed to both of y'all. What would y'all defi- remember as the defining moment in the music industry this year, up until this point. I can go, Denzel. Um, for me, I got to talk about, I think my biggest thing is TikTok influences. I think they've really have taken, TikTok in general has been like a big indicator, like how the how the music industry is going. And it helps, it, it's been defining like what goes on music platforms. My biggest example of that is as a recently, for example, Steve Lacey released static you know how their static sped up on uh, tiktok was blowing up steve lacy released the sped up version of static on his spotify and so what makes it interesting about that is like the so tiktok is social media is now taking an influence on what gets released on music platforms to help and i think that's that's for them to for the artists to get sales i mean because if you're getting so much popularity on tiktok and you're not getting pretty much credit for it you might as well post on spotify have people say oh now i can listen to this on a playlist and just keep listening to it all anytime i want um, but I think that's really the, one of the biggest defining moments of the music industry this year. I think another thing is really the, it's, it's really uh, the, the the evolution of rap and hip hop. You know, we've had rap and hip hop in in society for so long. It's very surprising to me that there's still so much room for it to grow. You know, you're seeing a lot of people take more influences like into house, more of R and B. Um, mumble rap trap like it's so crazy to see how there's still so much room for the industry to grow in general so that's pretty much my thoughts all right Mara. yeah i i was thinking about it man i guess like female rappers winning has been really nice to see mm-hmm. uh the recent beef is just funny but like that just means that they're <laughs> rappers so that's been fun like slut you out slut them out is just so i love that shit, bro. That shit is so funny um let's see what else came out um, I, th- I think up until this point now, now the Kanye thing is going to start eclipsing things, but I, I don't think that's music anymore. I think that's just, that's just bullshit. Like that's not, has nothing to do with mm-hmm. the music industry. He's more into fashion now. So it doesn't affect our, our podcast really. Um, but yeah, I think the TikTok influence is a big deal. And the, I think female rappers just, just eating right now has been great. So those are the, the defi- but the, you said defining moment, defining moment, man. <sighs> it's going to have <sighs> the, the baby thing. Was that this year? With the yes, with what he, he's talking about when he's talking about uh AIDS, was that this year? No, last year, that was last, last year. year. Yeah, 
I don't know, bro. Okay. Something, some, some, some female artist. That's all I got. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. But yeah. But f- that, that's a good because I feel like female rap has definitely take has definitely been on a sharp like, in, uh, you know, increase in popularity. Yeah. For the last couple of years, especially this year. So, no, that's good. Um, I like the TikTok answer because it's definitely influencing everything. I just saw a video today, Steve Lacey at his concert, and I'm still pissed because I wasn't able to get a ticket because all them TikTok. <laughs> TikTok enthusiasts bought yeah, up the tickets and it quick. sold out quick. This man had a microphone pointed I out remember. to the crowd and got them to sing "Bad Habit" chorus. They they were like, they of course they sung the chorus because it's popular on TikTok. And then still had the microphone out when the verse was about to begin, and it got quiet. Yeah, no, no one, one knew the verse. And I was like, man. I would have grabbed that mic if I was there. I'd be like, ooh, ooh, uh, what you do? I know this, man. Let me get on stage with you. This shit is crap. This shit is crappy. But yeah, Ouch. yeah, TikTok for sure. I I'm think female you, rap. TikTok's taking over. Right. I think female rap has definitely been on a sharp uh, increase in popularity. Traumazine and 777 are the standouts. I would say the increase in popularity on house music and also yeah, like mm-hmm. artists incorporating more house sounds into their music i feel like that's the defining moment because it, it just seems like there's about to be a shift I, I just feel like there's a shift about to happen where house music is about to be real popular and more artists are going to start uh incorporating because renaissance like I'm, I'm gonna say it again i have not heard an album better than renaissance this year not one album renaissance is still you heard this man yeah, renaissance that, is still in rotation it's still in rotation. That. Every time hear I that. hear this album, I have a new I have a new favorite song. That's how good mm. this album is. That's how good mm. it is. But mm. yeah, so I think we, we can forget about honestly. Never mind. I think I think more <laughs> I artists. Did. I think more mind. artists will be incorporating house music. So I feel like that's my defining moment for this year. So. Oh yeah, nice. Uh, guys, it's been a great year. We've had a lot of great topics. Had a long season, but it's been a fun season. There's been some challenges for sure, but uh, it's been very rewarding. And uh, hell yeah, I wouldn't want to be on this journey with uh, any other people, guys. So I appreciate you. Heck yeah, being on appreciate this journey you, Dylan. Same, so, same yeah. energy. But uh, incredible. One last time for this season. I feel like we'll still be releasing some episodes. We we still might do some uh, reviews, single yeah. reviews, or album reviews, small or, little things here and yeah, there. Getting or, a lot of requests uh, for reviews. For yeah, sure. for sure. Or uh, interviews as well. We'll get some people oh, on yeah. too. So we could do that throughout the off season, but you know, the off season is also a time to, you know, rest and prepare for the new season, get better, improve on some things. Every time that's and, the know, plan. Cause uh, we were last season we're today. And if you don't prepare in the off season, then it shows when you, when it's time, when the lights come on and it's time to earn your check. So rent is due word to Smino, but uh, appreciate y'all listening to the season finale. Follow us uh, on TikTok at tempo tribe. It's popping. Uh, Denzel's been doing some good work recently. Uh, but yeah. And on Twitter and Instagram at tempo underscore tribe. Um, man. It's been a great season. It, I, I'm just, like, it's, we've really improved. We've really improved. We've really improved. We've really improved this season. We're taking yeah, it in. We're, taking yeah, it we're in. definitely taking it in. So uh, for the last time this season, my name is Dylan, a.k.a. DJ, and remember to always do what makes you happy. Hey, and it's
Denzel. Everyone, please stay safe. Um, let me see. Um, happy Thanksgiving, if we don't do this again. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. Y'all be safe. Tell your family you love them. Tell your friends you love them. Thank you, everyone, for listening, for the input, for the requests, for the demands, for the critiques. Thank you to my co-host for working so fucking hard. We appreciate you all, man. Like, both of you guys have real jobs, so much appreciated. Um, yeah, man, I just want to say a uh, word to Baby Tate. Hit him with a gawk. Call me Tony Hawk. I'm a skater. I just, I'm not going to finish the lyrics, but I love, <laughs> I love yeah. Slaughterhouse so much. It's such a good song. Thanks, guys. Peace, y'all. I'm gonna turn this nigga to a slut, Amber Rose. Bruh. And I'm some 21 <laughs> times on his nose. Gosh. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get a parlor so I can t- talk bad about that song. <laughs> <laughs>